Hello and welcome to the Plaza Central podcast. Stay informed about Latin America's most pressing political, economic, and social developments. Plaza Central is a production of the Latin American program of the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars. I was in jail for a year and eight months, one day, 611 days, and I was stripped of my nationality where I was flying to, to the States. I was asleep, sleeping uh, in my cell, and a police officer came with my clothing. We had uh, civil clothing for family visits, and she said, you know, change your clothes. That was really strange because it was at midnight. Then we moved to a, a bus. We were never told where we were heading to. So we got into these buses uh, full of police officers and we took uh, the road and we were driving through Managua and we could see that we were heading to the area where the airport is. But the problem is, is that the, the biggest jail in Nicaragua is near the airport as well. So I was thinking that I was heading to, to the other jail, La Modelo jail. Uh, but then uh, out of this sudden, the buses turned right on the, on the airport. And it was until then that I learned that we were going to fly the country. We wait there uh, at the um, tarmac, uh, waiting, uh, for, for other buses to come in. And then we were told by the police that we had to sign a paper saying that we voluntarily uh, agreed to leave the country to the United States. And that it was then that I learned that I was uh, going to the States. Then the bus moved a little bit, maybe 300 yards, and we parked in front of, us, of the airplane. I got out of the bus and then uh, I saw these people from the American Embassy and the State Department. Uh, some of them I, I knew very well from past uh, appearances and they told me that we were flying to Washington DC and that the number of uh, prisoners was 224 which made me very happy because I learned that not only the approximately 100 prisoners that we were at that particular prison were, were going to be free but also prisoners from other from other places of the country. Uh, we took off at around 7.15 a.m. As you can imagine, the happiness. Uh, we sang the national anthem when we were departing, leaving Manhattan. But at the same time, we had a mixed feeling around that because we were leaving our homeland. And so separation from the country, the family that they were leaving behind. And I say they leaving behind because my family was already in the state. So I, I was going to see my wife and my daughter. Uh, but for the majority of my friends, uh, they left their family behind. Ours was a very particular kind of regime because uh, most of us were, you know, the leadership of the movement, the political move movement after the uh, revolt of 2018. The treatment that we received was particularly special, so to speak, in terms of uh, how we were treated. Uh, they wanted to get a lot of information as possible, as much, 
uh, but they didn't ask to speak to each other because obviously we're politicians and uh, jail is an excellent place uh, to strengthen relationships, right? So they didn't want us to strengthen our friendship. And, you know, human beings are incredible. We found ways of communicating. Uh, but if we were found to in talking to another soulmate, we could be punished. Uh, but we manage, you know, we are we are rebels, so uh, we bro- we try to break the rules as 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 many times as possible. So we managed to uh, to not obey that rule of uh, keeping quiet. But it was a very, especially in the first uh, year, it was extremely extremely enforced, strictly enforced. I had, we had a police officer in the hall. There were nine cells in the hall, and there was always 24 hours uh, a police officer just watching us. And there was a camera watching the officer that did not talk to us or, or that we were doing something, right? So I think uh, isolation without not having family visits was terrible. Uh, as I said, uh, the event, we I, I got kidnapped uh, June 8th and I didn't see my family until August 31st, end of August. And uh, so imagine how excruciating and to, uh, and, uh, this time was a thing for for ourselves and our families, especially for for the families. Uh, this is a form of torture because uh, uh, they don't know anything. They just know that they are in the, in prison. They don't know if you are beaten or if you are tortured or you are alive. One thing that we have to. Uh, be aware of is, is that all these dictatorships, Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, China, they follow the same pattern. It's amazingly striking how similar cases are. Uh, the way they treat political prisoners is very similar. So by identifying those patterns and identifying those ways of, uh, of treating the opposition, uh, leaders are raising their voice by just learning about this pattern yeah you move ahead because you have to know what the what they are doing my second point is that international pressure works we were really worried inside the cells that we could be forgotten that's the worst thing that a political prisoner feels in uh, in terms of uh, the release in terms of freedom because if you are forgotten uh, you're gonna be in jail for a long time I wasn't in jail for a long time. I see myself lucky to have been just 20 months. Uh, but uh, in other places, uh, Cuba, we're talking about political prisoners that have been there for decades. So to not to be forgotten, I think is the key. And organizations throughout the world, especially here in the United States, are fundamental in keeping the, the memory that these prisoners exist. They're not forgotten, obviously, by their family members. But uh, sometimes, you know, the world is a very complex place and sometimes there are news elsewhere. And um, be, having been in a, in a jail, that's a, that was a big concern. Because we knew that if our value, our political value, if, any, if we had any uh, goal would go down, then the regime would keep us locked for, for a long time. So the pressure that Ortega uh, faced, and I'm talking about in general, not talking about organizations here in the in the U.S. I'm talking about countries that were allies of Ortega in ideological terms, uh, like Brazil, Chile, Argentina, 
Mexico, Colombia, they close the door to Ortega and say, you know, uh, uh, we don't want to be part of that. This is not the way uh, we are moving. So that thing was uh, just an example of, of how international pressure can, can help. You have been listening to Plaza Central, a podcast about Latin America's most pressing political, economic, and social developments. This episode was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. To learn more about our program, please visit wilsoncenter.org LAP. And please join us next time for another episode of Plaza Central.